0: Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now. We are joined by military analyst and retired Army Colonel Jeff McClosland. As uh, Israel's military says, the truce with Hamas will continue in light of mediators' efforts to continue the process of releasing hostages. Jeff, good morning. What is the uh, very latest in this ongoing uh, dispute?
1: Well, the ongoing dispute, as you say, it's like the pause has been extended for one more day. We'll probably see an exchange of the same ratio of 10 Israeli hostages for 30 uh, Palestinian prisoners and detainees coming out and largely going back to the West Bank. Uh, whether or not it can be extended beyond that remains to be seen. It clearly seems the Biden administration, Secretary of State Blinken, is in the Middle East, I think, trying to see if we can move this to a larger extension, uh, perhaps then even to a full ceasefire and some kind of negotiations. That appears to me to be problematical. Uh, Because the Netanyahu government, the Prime Minister himself, has been very outspoken that uh, military operations will be recommenced once they have gotten to a point where they can no longer negotiate on hostage exchanges. But up to now, at least, we know about 97 Israelis and foreign nationals who were held hostage by Hamas following their attack on the 7th of October have been released. And in return, about 210 Palestinians have been back been released as well.
0: Yeah, and when you're talking about that, you know, nature of just having these being based off of uh, the hostage negotiations being problematic, uh, what would be, you know, maybe the better solution to um, get the hostages taken care of, but more importantly, find some kind of resolution to this uh, long going dispute that uh, really got sparked off back in November?
1: Well, I think you put your finger on it, Andrew. I think we forget sometimes that the use of military force. Is not an end. It's a means to an end. And though the Israeli government and Mr. Netanyahu in person has been very outspoken that the goal is to, quote-unquote, destroy Hamas. Well, I would, I would say that's a great bumper sticker. I'm not sure it's a great strategy, because what does that exactly mean? I mean, you're going to kill them all if, in fact, you can do that. But even if you can do that, can you destroy what they, what they uh, symbolize in terms of being the voice of the Palestinian people, or will you see that? just resurrected in some other group, whether that's the Palestinian Islamic Jihad or some other organization, uh, not terribly diss- dissimilar from Hamas. So there's got to be some kind of a political process. What the Israelis, I think, need to do is, uh, as I always, always like to say, answer a question that when I was in Washington was not asked that often, that is, and then what? <clears throat> Once you've done what you're going to do with your military means, <clears throat> what is the end state you're trying to shape? And I think the Israelis have got to figure out well, who's that political partner we're going to negotiate with to try to find longer term stability. Some would argue it should be a revitalized Palestinian Authority. But in the eyes of many Palestinians, that particular organization has been discredited, believed to be corrupt, believed to be ineffective. Would it be some kind of international organization? The United States would be kind of some kind of international group, perhaps a pan Arab group, to come in and provide governance in, in the, the Gaza Strip until the elections can be held and a more permanent government put in place. So that's what I think we need. Uh, the Israelis need to start thinking about. <clears throat> if they're going to break this cycle of violence, this is now the fifth war between Israel and Hamas, and reach a longer-term solution.
0: And we know uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu already had some... Criticism and uh, came back maybe under a little bit of controversy when he was recently uh, re elected and installed his uh, more conservative right wing government. And how is that uh, faring now, knowing, noting that this is now the fifth major war between the two parties?
1: Well, first of all, I think Mr. Netanyahu is in a difficult, very political position at home. I mean, a recent poll in terms of the level of trust Israelis have in Netanyahu, he has a uh, 4% uh, positive amongst the Israeli population. When I talk to Israelis, there, there's two things that I find very common. A, they are very united and resolved to defeat Hamas and to, you know, in many ways, revenge what occurred on the 7th of October and recover the hostages. <clears throat> At the same time, however, they are very, very angry with their government, who they think let them down grievously on the 7th of October, in the enormous intelligence failure. I mean, this is an organization, Hamas, you'd fought four wars with. You knew what they were all about. You knew what they intended. They're right there on our border. And somehow you were so focused on domestic things like trying to undermine the the Supreme Court in the country, which would cause widespread social unrest all across Israel, that you lost your eye on the ball. And as a consequence, 1,200 of our countrymen were killed, which if you did the math in the United States would be the equivalent of 40,000 Americans dying in a single day to a terrorist attack. So politically, he's in a pretty tough spot, and I'm not sure he can survive that. Right now, he's still in a even more politically difficult spot because his is a very diff, uh, conservative uh, coalition, and already several members of his conservative coalition have said, if you continue to extend this, this uh, pause with Hamas, we are going to pull out of the government. And so you can actually see the Israeli government collapse, the current administration collapse at least, in the middle of this particular
0: crisis, and it seems like you know we've had a lot of attention, you know, rightfully so, on uh, this conflict. But there's still the ongoing war between uh, Russia and Ukraine as well. And how what what's the latest on that front? It seems that uh, really those efforts have almost maybe been overshadowed by the uh, kind of resurgence of uh, turmoil in the Middle East.
1: Well, I, th- I think you're right, Andrew. Uh, and in many ways, I would still argue the war. In Ukraine, is much more serious and much more dangerous with respect to the United States and long term global security. It is a, a confrontation in many ways between the United States and the Russian Federation, the two largest nuclear powers on the planet. Uh, missteps, accidents, ships bumping into each other in the middle of the night, planes going in the wrong direction, getting shot down, and you can see a dramatic escalation. We still have fighting in and around one of the largest nuclear power plants in Europe at Zaporizhia. Uh, and we have intensified Russian missile strikes and drone strikes against Ukraine now trying to destroy uh, energy infrastructure uh, all across Ukraine as we get to winter. We have an ongoing counteroffensive by the Ukrainians, which is not gaining an awful lot of ground. But the real important story about Ukraine, I believe, is actually being played out in Washington, and that is whether or not the United States Congress is willing to continue to support Uh, ukraine in its efforts to thwart this aggression by the russian federation Um, it seems to me very likely that if it was brought to the floor of the congress that it would in fact pass with moderate Republicans and democrats voting in favor but so far at least the newly installed speaker of the house is unwilling to do so because of concerns uh he has by a large number of very right-wing conservatives uh, in the republican party who are opposed to it oddly in the united states senate uh, the Republican Party is very supportive of aid to Ukraine. Mitch McConnell, the, the minority leader and the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate, is probably one of the most outspoken supporters of military aid to Ukraine. So that's, that story has got to be resolved if, in fact, Ukraine is going to have, I think, any great hope of holding uh, Russian aggression, thwarting their efforts to destroy infrastructure, and hopefully over time uh, re- uh, reversing what has occurred and recovering the territory they've lost.
0: Uh, military analyst, retired Colonel Jeff McCloslin. Really appreciate your time and uh, joining us here on KRDO News Radio, uh, providing that analysis and expertise into these two ongoing conflicts. Really appreciate it, sir.
1: Thank you, Andrew.